Um, Benji. Yes. Ew. <laughs> Do you remember your first Valentine's that you gave? The first one I gave. Okay, so the first real one on somebody that I was crushing on, or the first? It's a fake one. Well, like a friendly one, like the one. Oh, because like in school they make you give Valentine's to everyone. Oh yeah, every year. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but I was um. If you say it again, I quit. I was homeschooled. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, this is a great. So anyway, Josiah Rizzo continuing. Uh, uh, what's a friendly Valentine? Because I never gave those out. Uh, just no little... one deserved a friendly Valentine for me except those. Because he didn't have friends because he was homeschooled by himself. I was not homeschooled by myself. I had people. Your sister. I remember the first girl I gave my Valentine to. Oh, what was her name? Her name was... What you was her last it, name? No, it was Haley. Oh, cute. Haley Steinfeld? I, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, was, I actually do remember their their name. It was a whole family and I she was older than me. And I gave her a Valentine and she gave me one back, but it was like a cute one like sure, it was a small like SpongeBob, one of those like cut out SpongeBob yeah. ones and it said something like sure and I was like <gasps> And I don't remember what I thought would come of that. Well, what it, did your valentine say let's get on bitch all right <laughs> and no so for the podcast let's get it on bitch <laughs> no 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 just, just quickly just let me know start and rewind no 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 no, no. Um, just, just who was yours the, do you have one the first real valentine i gave out for somebody that i had a crush on uh-huh. was um a girl named anna, anna. i believe yeah um, and it was when I was in gymnastics, she was on the girls team and I thought she was cute and I just kind of, we <laughs> never really talked and I just literally showed up with one of the tiny little boxes of chocolate and a little Valentine and gave it to her and I was like, hey. and she was like, oh, and then nothing came of it because nothing ever comes of it if you're not really in a movie dating. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, if you're not in some, some cute movie where everything works out, you know, and we'll touch upon this. Oh. But I think the most damaging aspect of any romantic comedy for me growing up, a very impressionable kid. I don't know. Did you realize? Do you know how impressionable I am, Benji? <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. If you don't know, I think we should make a supercut of all the impressionable things you've done. Well, <laughs> if if I could, if there was one thing I would I would say about romantic comedies, it's that they promised me. That if I was to do some big grand act yep. and just be there as a nice fucking person, <laughs> that women would eventually, <laughs> eventually throw themselves at me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's <laughs> not how it, it works. Happened. Well, you know what? You're still in the middle of your rom-com. Oh, oh, hopefully so towards sweet. the end, actually. And you're my gay best friend? Yes, I'm going to be the sassy one that's like, girl, actually, no, because the straight guys don't have gay best friends in rom We don't? Because it's not about you. It's not. <laughs> it's usually from the female perspective. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is there, a fem- is there a male romantic comedy? I'm sure there is. We need to make that. Yeah. That's what we need to do. There's one that's flipped, right? There's a few. There's got to be. No. <laughs> Okay, let's Anyways. let's let's do the opening titles. Let's start the show. I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pig. pig. Hi, and welcome back to the Pink Podcast, a pop culture podcast where we talk about film, media, and everything else, and the impact that it's leaving or has left on our generation. I am Josiah Rizzo. I am a writer, director, filmmaker. Oh my gosh, three things. Yes, okay. three, the Holy Trinity. I am Benji Jones, and I am an actor, uh-huh. singer, dancer. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you All didn't right. say you were a good one. I Exactly, <laughs> there we go. Actor, singer, dancer. Today we're talking about the 2019 romantic comedy, Isn't It Romantic? Isn't what romantic? It. It what? Everything. Who, who's, life. who's on third base? <laughs> What's on first? Who's on third? Whatever. Um, yes. So we are talking about Isn't It Romantic came out last year. Uh, apparently it was re- apparently. Apparently. I don't know why I said apparently. Uh, apparently. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it was released February 28th, 2019, which uh, that was a missed opportunity. Should have yeah, released that on Valentine's that Day. That was well after Valentine's Day. Um, but we are coming up on Valentine's Day this week, so we thought we'd show you guys just like a nice little treat. Um, I was looking this up online, and it's just not – it 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 didn't leave much of an impact with people, which is sad. Like there was no reviews. There um, were no like lists of like, hey, this – underappreciated film. Honestly, yeah, I think it got overlooked because of um the other one, the, the other one. Schumer one. Oh, uh, that's I what, feel pretty. But that one came out like like in like December, the, didn't it? Yeah. But it came out and I was like it looked like it was going to be cheesy, but also like it could have been a fun ride and then I watched it and I was just like it just fell short of what they were trying to do for me. And so you think people kind and of like And then I think everybody the people who would have seen this movie and appreciated it saw that and were just like, I can't do Well, that one came one. out in April of 2018, and the film we're talking about came out in February people, of 2019. People, when they get hurt, they feel it. They stick with it. I guess that says something like, no offense, I, I, I but for me, Rebel Rebel Wilson's more of a draw, and the plot was Absolutely. like... Absolutely. And I think I just... It might have come off a little too cheesy for people or something like that. Well, that's sad. They're missing out. And, and I like doing these episodes because I like being able to tell people, I like to be a, like a pusher. I'm a pusher, Katie. I push. What does that mean? Like a drug pusher. <gasps> that's yeah. funny. Write that down. <laughs> Probably. Um, no, I like to push things onto people that they're like, Hey, I would never really tried that before. So, you know, like Dan's in real life or, okay. Or, um, uh, what's the other one I always talk about other than pirates of the Caribbean? Which I worship. Little Manhattan. Yeah, I've mentioned uh, that twice now. Hot Fuzz. I mentioned that once. Oh, are you saying things you haven't mentioned? No, things I have mentioned multiple okay. times. I'm like, yes. get it, watch it, do yeah. it. He's a movie pusher. I'm a movie pusher. Um, yeah, no, this one's a great one. It should have had a bigger hit than it did. I think probably because they didn't do it on Valentine's Day. I'm sure there was a specific reason. That's sad. But if they had, maybe it would have been something that like girls would have drugged their boyfriend. Like, let's just go see a cute little movie, you know? I will say when watching it, I am, I don't like to generalize people because you can always be surprised by somebody's, somebody's taste. But I liked the movie, mm. and I'm a very weird, specific person. <laughs> so I was kind of curious. I'm like, I wonder how many other people like really enjoy it. would really enjoy this film because it does feel kind of like, like, you know. Here's if I was to do my um, initial thoughts on it, it's it's too unique to be broad, and it's not good enough to be a cult classic. So it's like, it's kind of in this in middle ground where it's oh, like, I see, I see. it's it's like, it's different enough where you're not going to get like the average romantic comedy movie goer. Uh-huh. And it, it just needed to be a, just uh, a little bit more hokey. Just, just a little, I don't know what it, and I, there's one thing I will bring up when we go through it kind of like quasi beat through beat, but it just, it was missing just a little something that I feel probably would have made it for like a oh yeah no it it started off it didn't make its money back but then it became like a cult classic and I I feel like it just was you know it's good I love it I'd recommend I think it, it was a little bit too good to be a cult classic like a probably cult classic is a little shitty like I think it's just like something that you're maybe like, not a cult classic. that was crazy but it was fun maybe it, it's it it just needed a little it just needed to be a little bit better I was like maybe. It would have been more of a cult classic if instead of going the route of like, okay, this is all very predictable. She's going to learn her lesson in the world and come back and like be real. Like it could have been a thing where she decides like when she gets there, she's like, oh, I'm going to live in this world. I'm going to stay here. And she like gets drug out and she's fighting it the whole time. Or yeah. Or something where it goes wildly like away from where you thought it would. And, and it's, that would probably be the one criticism I have where it's like it it relies very heavily on what it's satirizing that it's almost a little too predictable. Mm -hmm. But um, there are things that can be good about being predictable, you know? Exactly. Like the person you're with, you don't want them to surprise you. You just... I think you do. You just but like not in like a surprise. Surprise, I'm, I'm cheating on you. <laughs> both good answers. Both good answers. Both both solid answers. One More better. like, uh, you know, surprise, we're going to dinner. Oh. Not surprise, I have six children by five different women. Anyway... You know, so isn't it romantic is uh, like we mentioned, it, it came out in 2019, came out last year. It's directed by Todd Strauss Schulzen. Todd Strauss Schulzen. No, <laughs> he um, he wrote 
no, he didn't write and direct. He directed uh, a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. That's a lot. <laughs> and he also directed The Final Girls. Did you ever see that one? No. Similar to this movie. I saw the original girls. Okay. Not the final ones. No. That's were, not... the, were the final ones better than the originals? No. Okay. <laughs> the Final Girls is about a, a group of kids who get stuck in a horror film. But then the main girl um, is she gets to re-meet her mom who played a character. She passed away in real life, oh but played a character in oh this like God. Friday the 13th type horror film. Yeah. It's very funny. And it was a lot of the same type of like tropes as this. As this one. Um, That's cool. I would watch that. Well, let's review that for Halloween. Right. There you go. And this movie was starring Rebel Wilson, one of the Hemsworths. Ooh. Which uh, one? You'll Liam. never know. Oh, oh Liam. Yeah. Do okay. you not know? The I mean, I wouldn't have known. You don't know. I know who Chris which is. Which one is not Thor? I know who Chris is. Oh, yeah. And then there's Liam, and then the other one doesn't look like either of them. So it's really obvious. There's Adam Devine. <laughs> He's in it. Liam uh, Hemsworth's delicious body. <laughs> uh, Adam Devine's mushy body. Mush. <laughs> That's so mean. We'll get to that. Uh, and then Priyanka Chopra, who has uh, only done one other American film. Well,. Up until at this point, she had done Baywatch and then this, um, but I guess she's known over uh, in India. So that's cool. And Aaron Samuels. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, of course. All right. So let's summarize the film. So Rebel Wilson plays Natalie, who is an architect who works in a very realistic and shitty version of New York. Lives in a very shitty, realistic, realistic version of New York. Um, And she you can tell by her past and then through a kind of a, a, uh, a very contrived conversation that hate. she hates romantic comedies. Yes. But then lo and behold, she gets mugged in a subway as one does in New York. Oh yeah. And uh, she wakes up in a beautiful version of New York where it turns out she is the heroine of a romantic comedy. Yes. And the whole time she's like scratching and clawing and begging to get out. And I'm like, why? Right. Like, but it does work. Sure. I mean, you would be like, why? Yeah. Like, I guess for her character, it works. But also her character was like, didn't like rom-coms because her mom told her that's not how life is. So rewatching it, that was the same thing I thought. I was yeah. like, I needed a scene. I needed something where you realize, like where somebody breaks your heart and you're like, ah, love is the worst. Right. And then when you wake up in a rom-com, you're like, I don't want this. Or like, she's literally just getting a break, getting over a breakup. Right. So she's just completely salty to love, even if it is that perfect. Right. Like, rom-com well it, it reminded me of it kind of it should have been like the opening for miss congeniality which is one of my favorite films mm-hmm. um and i'm actually surprised i've never mentioned that before in this podcast but really? yeah, miss, yeah miss congeniality is oh. a hilarious film yes um I, and the only reason i didn't mention it last week on our romantic films is i feel like the romance is is secondary to the main story which yeah. is her coming into her own and she the relationship is kind of not great. The relationship sucks. And they're not together. And it's mostly time. about her relationship with the other girls and herself, which makes it a great female empowerment movie. Great not the best. Movie. Yeah, not the best uh, romantic film. And that's fine. But anyway, in the opening, she defends the boy. This is the opening of Miss Congeniality. Young Gracie Hart defends the boy on the playground. We see that A, she kicks ass. B, she cares for people. But then the boy turns around and basically is like, ew, you're a girl, and gets mad at her, you know, and then runs away. Now, is that, if that was, if someone was treating you shitty and then said, oh, it's all because of this one moment, you'd be like, well, that's not enough. You were five. But in a romantic movie, in a, in a comedy in movie, a, yeah. it works. Yeah, and yeah. this movie didn't have that. This movie starts off with a very funny scene. She's uh, Rebel Wilson's character is watching Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Her mom comes in and rightfully so is like, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. But there's no context as to why. Mm-hmm. And then well, just I mean, we can imagine that she's had a rough life. Right. But you don't see either of their like either like quick example of why. I mean, they're in like a it, kind of like a small apartment. It's just the two of them. We're assuming there's not a dad. Like the mom looks a little rough. Like she's not this cute little like, oh, honey, that's not life. She's like, hey, that's not how life is. You know, like it's like clearly you've been through right. But like the daughter goes from like, I, I, well, I was saying like the daughter goes, Natalie, young Natalie goes from being like, I like it to being like, I don't like it. And there's nothing. I agree with that. 
I was just like the. I don't think we need necessarily the explanation on why the mom doesn't like it. Oh no, I mean she's older. She's been through life. She understands that's fake. She's just angry. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, for her, like, she didn't really have a moment where like mom said that, but I didn't believe it, and then this happened, and now I'm like, ugh, love is the worst. We just we didn't really see that flip of something happening to her where she's like, oh, mom was right. I'm done with love. Right. And then she just kind of is like where she decided like we didn't see the decision for her to focus on her career. We just kind of she kind of mentions that. Mm -hmm. But it's also not like she's this typical like career driven woman who's highly successful. She's just like kind of like she's making it. Right. She's focusing on her career versus love. And you're just kind of like, yeah, well, she does it very well. And that's the thing I really liked about this, especially watching it the second time. Um this is kind of a role that Rebel really excels at. Yeah. Um, and I like, I what I liked about this one is that instead of her trying to be something, which is what we've seen, like with the Fat Amy character, or, or even the one that you tried to make me watch the other other month, the players, no, what was it? Hustle. The hustle, with Rebel. Are you just like purposely being frustrating? <laughs> no with Anne Hathaway I'm just thinking Hustlers oh yes the hustle Anne Hathaway oh my and gosh Wilson. I was thinking of Hustlers because of the Super Bowl no 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 <laughs> I was no so like this the character that she normally plays is kind of like the oh I'm this character but everyone's like no you're not and in this one it was more like no I know who I am and I don't want to I don't want anything else yeah and it was funny to have people it was actually funny because like in this one, it was the flip of the character. Everyone was like, you're this. And she's like, I'm not really. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. And um, I thought that was a yeah. lot funnier. That played a lot more yeah. to her strengths than being like the oblivious, like. Like the, the how she has like the kind of overconfidence in most of her roles. This one worked very well because everyone else was like super confident. And she was like, oh, no. Like, no, no. And it like, it's, it's like, really funny. The, the lion. Uh, your flaws are what makes you beautiful. No, your flaws are what makes you ugly. That's why they're called flaws. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of moments like that where i was just like oh this is she's really funny in this and yeah i i just feel like definitely for the beginning we we needed a little bit more we need even if it was just something as simple as like the miscongeniality opening it's not that's not the thing that's gonna yeah you balance your whole therapy sessions on but you know for well, a movie like this yeah, i was like i think that was supposed to be that miscongeniality opening of this is what set her on this path yeah just, was her mom kind of ruined rom-coms for her yeah, so but she it, just doesn't believe in love yeah but again i i say that it needed to be followed up by a scene where something in her life yeah proved that like i imagine if it had been like a romance that did, just didn't work because she thought it was going to work because like i mean if you've listened to this show enough you know that i know that i i identify with this girl like i i get it you know i get i grow i grew up thinking wow life's gonna work out like the romantic comedies in fact when i was a kid I used to watch the dumb husbands on TV and go, I'll never do any of that stuff. I'll just do the opposite of it. Yeah. That's how easy love is. Yep. I mean, that's what I did. I was like, uh, these people lie to like get with the people they want. And then like when everybody finds out that they're lying, they lose all their friends and then they're really sad. And then it works out in the end technically, but they went through all that crap for no reason. I'm just not going to lie to anybody. And then guess what? People want to be lied to. Like, yeah. They would never have met all these new people and found their boo thing if they hadn't lied. So all right. I'm a liar now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so she wakes up in this imaginary world. A um, few things we didn't set up. Uh, the Hemsworth, one of them. He is... Liam. <laughs> I don't know what his job is, but important job. I think he's literally... He's like building a hotel like he's a millionaire that's building a hotel, and they're like the architectural company Mm -hmm. that is going to provide architectural services or something yeah however that works what i love is that their office looks just so like an actual office yeah absolutely and i think this might have been the first time that we see two versions of new york in a film yeah like you you always see the really done up dolled up version of of new york and you don't think about it you're just like oh yeah it, it works yeah. for the movies that it's in yeah and then you know you see real movies that like have real new york and you're like but to see them contrast you're like oh that's you're right like, like wow yeah that really is not... new york is nothing like that mm-hmm. when they showed what it's like at the beginning <laughs> and the guy's like indian boot truck runs into oh her. my gosh i mean 
that's kind of like I when I went to New York, it was when I left. I think it was LaGuardia. I left. I was just like. There were so many sounds and and sights. That's a and, lot. Like it, it's, and it was like cross cross the street right now. You're gonna ah. I was just like shit. Like where do I go? Oh, actually no, because like I get on the bus. First off, I'm like, am, am I on the right bus? Like by yourself. Did, I like I grew up going to New York and running around the city, and like I aggressive. literally could not imagine navigating it by myself. Like, um, one of my friends moved to New York, and the last time I was there. I was like, oh, like, hey, I'm in New York. I'm going to meet you. Uh-huh. I was in Manhattan with family. She was in Brooklyn. Like, 10-minute drive if you got a car. I obviously don't have one. Right. So I was like, hey, I'm going to meet you. And she was like, all right, cool, cool. Like, I'll, when I'm done with my family. I started looking at the trains. And I was like, I will die here. Like, <laughs> I will never make it out. I'm going to end up in Kentucky. Like, this isn't going to be a thing. And I literally had to tell her. Because, like, and then I asked my dad. And I was like, hey, like, how would I get to Brooklyn right now? And he's like, oh, you're just going to hop on the, the A right here. And you're going to get off here. You're going to cross over to the C. You're going to go blue. I'm going to stop you right there. And I said, stop you right there. what is an A? Like, <laughs> so I was like, I texted her. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. So you, when people come out to California and you see them staring blankly at those parking signs, the yeah. 500 of them. Yeah. And they're just wondering, am I allowed to park here ever? That's what I looked like in New York staring at the subway map, just like, am I allowed to get anywhere ever? Like, no, I, So when they show that in this film, I'm like, yeah, that's New York. I mean, to a degree, even still the subway system's a little too clean, but, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I just I, – I appreciated the fact that they, like <laughs> – did those contrasts and showed like the real New York and mentioned because obviously you can't show it, but mentioned the difference in smells. <laughs> That's like, I never would have thought that, but it, Oh God. And so it works. Cause like, yeah, you see those, we're so accustomed to seeing beautiful New York mm-hmm. that we think nothing of it. And then yeah. in this film, when they show it for the first time, you're just like, yeah. like especially when we go back to it. You're like, ugh, because you do get used to the beautiful New York because you're like, this is what I'm used no, to seeing. Well, I was, my reaction was too beautiful New York. Yeah. I don't like no, it. No, 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 no. I, well, I love it. I would have stayed there. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It takes like five seconds to get everywhere. Beautiful men are just constantly trying to date you. Like, it's just. So, yeah, that's what happens. She wakes up in a hospital or she calls it a William Sonoma. <laughs> uh, doctor's beautiful. The environment is beautiful. There's flowers everywhere. Everywhere. And keep getting like the pretty little camera flares and the lens flares. Like, uh she uh, she stumbles out of the <laughs> stumbles out of the hospital Everything in New York is beautiful. Gorgeous. Leaves, goes to her apartment. It's beautiful. Her dog, huge. that doesn't look at her in real life, is now a beautiful little Bichon Frise. Bichon Frise, yeah, and is all perfectly brushed and blown out and just gorgeous. Uh-huh. Oh, is it blown out? He had yeah. a nice little blowout? He did. A nice little doggy blowout? Brushed and blowout. Benji, what do you do? I work with dogs. <laughs> you work with dogs? I am a bather. What? Yeah. And it, it's funny because I didn't say it because I say it a lot when she first was like, picking up her dog i was like damn that dog needs a brush <laughs> but i didn't say it because i always say Cause it. you think it i think it and then like when it came back and i was like <sighs> like it literally like it gives me anxiety to look at dogs that aren't brushed out because i'm like it's work like i'm like oh somebody has to do that and i like think about work <laughs> wow anyways um oh something that we 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 forgot uh she gets hit by Liam Hemsworth's character. Mm-hmm. Liam Liam Hemsworth? Liam. Is yeah. that the he- Hemsworth? Yes. yes, you got it. Good Thor job. Jr. She gets hit by Thor Jr.'s uh, uh, limo, and she's like, oh, my God, we completely skipped over the relationship between her and uh, Adam Devine, or as he's also known, Josh. In the movie. So her best friend, Josh, is played by that workaholics guy that everyone mm-hmm. knows from Workaholics or Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect guy. Uh, and he's he's just being that best friend that who's clearly, obviously, in love with her in real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, She's just completely oblivious to it. And then she has a little office assistant that is, like, this shy little girl that doesn't really... I mean, she's a woman who doesn't really, like... Do much work. She just literally like watches TV the whole time or watches movies, rom coms the she's whole time. She's getting shit at on at work, mm-hmm. even though she clearly is like a, an architect. So, yeah, like, but she... everybody treats her like an office assistant. Um, and then, of course, when Liam Helmsworth's character treats her like an office assistant, she complains to Josh that like a beautiful man like that never would like notice me. To which, of course, Josh is heartbroken because he's, he's like, like, I, I notice, notice you. you, Jinx. 
You owe me now a soda. it's my podcast. That's not how it works. <laughs> I'm not gonna. What, what are we? Twelve? Wow. We have you ignoring a jinx on camera. Yeah. I'm interested to at see me. what Come happens. What is gonna happen? The jinx gods are coming for you, girl. Sorry. Andy, this isn't a. This isn't a '90s Jim Carrey comedy <laughs> where I'm like, oh! <laughs> earthquake. <laughs> Anyways, so. <laughs> we do such a great job at going beat by beat. <laughs> now, fast forward. She's in the romantic comedy. Josh is the only one she, she can trust. Her. She's talking to him, of course, because he loves her. He's un, he's trying his best to understand her. But if some bitch came up to me like, I'm in a romantic comedy, I'd be like, girl, shrooms? So <laughs> like, uh, me and my roommate, me and my friend, Chris, we have an agreement uh-huh. that we're not allowed to joke about this. But if one of us comes to the other one with a situation like that, specifically, I'm living the same day over and over again. Help me. We have to drop everything and help them. Like, (laughs) because we're like, we're not going to be the person in the movie that you have to explain it to over and over again. And you have to prove it. And you have to be for the 50 millionth time that you've been through this, that you've been through it so much. You literally know everything that's going to happen that day. And you have to drag them around and show them until they finally believe you. We were just like, here's a pact. If you come to me and you say that, I will immediately believe you and we will move forward. No discussion necessary. But we cannot do this jokingly. And we're like, got it. So Can you imagine, though, if you did joke? <laughs> no. That's you should not, do that. No, that's not you how it works. It. That's not how I'm just works. saying, how amazing would it be? This is why I can't have this pact with you. <laughs> Anyways, if he was a good friend, he would just believe her and move on. Don't, don't, don't look at don't me know. like that. Um, so yeah, he believes he, he does his best. (laughs) And one of my favorite gags in the movie that elicited the loudest laugh for me in the theaters is that they, they leave the office, which is now like this Google looking, yeah, like like this perfect, like billion dollar startup. And of course her best friend's now the bitch because, yeah, because the, as she mentioned before, like the female characters always have to be at war. Yeah. Uh, and God rewinding. Before she hits her head, rewind. Let's count how many times we say that. That this is fun. This is fun. We like to we like to explain our movies like it's a Tarantino film. Just but yeah, before they go into the the dream uh, comedy world, she has a rant which is a little comes out of nowhere. Like she's just like, I hate romantic comedies. You're always watching romantic comedies and they suck. But then she bags on romantic comedies pretty perfectly, and it's really great. It's very funny. It's very funny and accurate um yeah and she mentions that yeah so then fast forwarding fast forward fast forward (laughs) my favorite gag is it randomly cuts to these two beautiful people in like central park (laughs) and i don't know like the the one girl trips and the guy's like i I don't know they doesn't trip just he's like looking at her and they like like, bump into each other somehow he's like wow he's like they come towards each other like it's gonna be this beautiful moment and for a half second you're like did i did we switch movies? Did we switch movies? And then, poof, like, Natalie just barges through the middle of them, just, cutting them off. So great. Completely lost in her own world yes. as uh, she's complaining to Josh. That's so funny. Uh, he, of course, brings that up later. He's like, yeah, you, like, he's like, you put your shoulder down and just <laughs> barreled through those two people who are clearly about to fall in love like a linebacker. she's invisible. She... She's not invisible to love. She Oblivious to Oblivious love. to love. And then the beautiful... Uh, Priyanka, what's her name? Not no, Priyanka Chopra is Priyanka her, Jonas. But I mean, what's her name in the the film? It's uh, Isabella. Isabella Rosalini. No, I think it was just Isabella. Isabella. Anyway, okay. so <laughs> he randomly, Josh randomly sees a woman choking, and then he's like, "I'm gonna help her." And then she turns out to be this beautiful woman that Natalie thinks he's been staring at in the real world, mm-hmm. and now she's in this uh, comedy world. Yeah, and he's like, and she's so beautiful and and beguiling yes rewind no to <laughs> when she meets liam hemsworth who is now australian because he was american in the real world he's australian i didn't even realize here. that i just associate an aussie accent to all of them. oh of course because they're actually australian um but he yeah he meets her and he's like wow he's so beguiling and then like he continues to say it throughout the movie so yeah as you had said like all the guys suddenly just starts throwing themselves at her so when you hear when you watch this movie you will be saying beguiling for the rest of the week um you're welcome and then before he leaves her he writes his number on a bunch of different rose petals this is liam neesworth liam liam Neesworth. 
Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Liam Neeson. Neeson Lemsen. Idel Nazim. The the mini Thor. Mini Thor. Baby Thor. He uh he leaves and he's like he writes his phone number on petals of a rose and of like <laughs> drops them in her hand. And she's like, cool. And, of course, it's, like, a one in a long string of things that she's just, like, commenting on. Mm-hmm. Which could be a joke that would get old very quick. I'm sure for some people it did. But for me, it's just, like, she's just really good at, at like... Just, like, reacting to things that are so ridiculous. And just right. And like, like, genuine reactions to, like, whenever, like, she was trying to cuss and, like, nothing would let her cuss because her, real- her rom-com is, like, PG-13. And, like, the final time, like, because, like, stuff would kept cutting her off. And the final time when she's down in the subway, like, trying to get somebody to mug her so she can get, so she can go back. Like, she's all, like, what does she say? She says, everything here is so, she tries to say, so fucking sweet or something like that. And, like, the the uh, train horn goes, like, right when she's saying the F word. And she just has this face of, like, pure, like, frustration and confusion <laughs> of, like, really? Like, <laughs> Uh, fine okay yeah it's just like such genuine like i didn't reactions are so good i think it just like it it would it's i wish there could be more opportunities for her to do stuff like this because she'll do this the shtick but doesn't always work Mm -hmm. uh case in point you we you haven't seen it and i hope we can talk about it on this podcast in the future but in cats she kind of she kind of has like for what little moments she she's able to riff it's a that that was a oh boy that was a film oh that'll be a fun one we'll do it but in cats there are moments where both her and james corden are like commenting on it and you're just like you know the movie's taking itself too seriously like you can't comment on it like you're the douchey guy who's like oh man i'm such a douche and that like (laughs) that makes up for it. it's like no the film sucks Stop thinking that commenting on it is gonna make it is gonna make it better. It's not really her fault. Like that, they they throw actors like that in, going like, "Here, give us credibility," and it's like, "No, no, that's not gonna add credibility." But Mm -hmm. in this case, it's a perfect use of her talents. Mm. In this movie, isn't it romantic? In this movie, and isn't it romantic? It's a perfect like showcase of like just this. I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny to watch her be so like angry during the, and it, it oh, works yeah, too. It's like perfect little world. And she's just so frustrated. And I'm trying to think of like how it would have had to have been like a really dark comedy. If they had a character that wanted to be in that world, mm-hmm. because then you would have had to go the route of like, Oh, this is what you think's going to happen. Exactly. And uh, the complete opposite of dark, which yeah. I'd watch that film too. Yeah, no, that would be really interesting. And I'm surprised nobody's written that yet. Maybe it'll be us. So what happens next? Oh, so yeah, Josh falls in love with this random woman. Um, she's left alone. Nobody to talk to. Best friend's a bitch. She tries to go back down to the subway to get someone to mug her because film logic. Maybe that'll get Maybe me. Maybe that'll fix it. Just do the same thing over. <laughs> like a jolt. <laughs> Maybe we should like a jolt. I love it. It's a Freaky Friday reference. Yeah. Um, so she tries to do that, but then a cop, she tries to like jump in front of a, of a, of the train, of a subway. Yeah. And then a cop arrests her for multiple reasons. A very attractive cop. Very, uh, officer handsome. Unreason, literally officer handsome. Officer handsome, but he doesn't have the D. Oh, look at that. Cause it's PG 13. Yeah. Look I bet that. he literally just doesn't have a D in his name. It's just handsome. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, did you see what I, I saw, I did you saw get that? She did. Yeah. Yeah. But she said her, her hand was on his junk. So apparently he did. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so she gets arrested and she has to make a phone call, but she doesn't remember any numbers, but guess what? She has rose petals <laughs> that she can just throw in the air. She was <laughs> like, this is, let's just try this. I don't throws them in the air. Of course they land in perfect order, including parentheses and the dash in perfect <laughs> order. She calls him and he answers and she's like, so stupid. <laughs> So good. And, of course, he takes her back home, keeps saying the word beguiling. Are we doing beat by beat? Like It's a short film. Are we doing more, like, overarching? It's a short film. Okay. Well, yeah. So then, you know, they uh, he takes her on his first or her first date. She has a voiceover that mentions, hey, maybe if we get this man to fall in love with us. We'll get out of here. We'll get out of here. And, of course, because she's not you, she wants to get out. Yeah. Of the of the world. 
And then, um, what what happens? Are you left? No, like they go on a date. So they go on the date. They go on the date. The date ends well. The date ends in quote unquote sex. But, but it it's a PG thirteen movie, so as soon as they start making out and like go into her apartment, it cuts to the next morning, and she's like, "Wait a second, hold up, come here." He walks out of the shower, like in his towel, and <laughs> and then she's like, "Come here, get back in bed." He hops on top of her, and then they cut back to the exact same next morning, and she tries like a few times to have sex with him, and realizes she cannot have sex with him. No. So sucks to suck. And then she's like, fine. Like she's wait. She, he wants to tell her he loves her. And then she's like, okay, like that's going to send me back. And then he says it, she doesn't get sent back. And she's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then she realized, is that, that's not where she realizes no, no, that no, it's, no. um, that it's her friend, Josh, that she needs to love. No, she realizes it later. What? When does she realize it? It's when she gets frustrated. Oh, well, she realizes it when he comes over late. So she's working uh, even in the in this uh, in the romantic comedy world. She has like a big, like, big presentation, a big that they presentation keep talking about the big presentation is coming up, how we're always dropped in the middle of their world right before this big thing that's yeah, happening. That always in these films. On. So she's working hard uh, in her beautiful loft. Or is she hardly working? She's working hard. <laughs> Her and then, of gorgeous. course, best friend. Oh, my gosh. So pretty. And then her uh, her best friend, Josh, comes over with dumplings and Chinese food. Because that is kind of like the thing in those romantic comedies. I was like, yeah, like Chinese food. Chinese food. Here I am with our favorite food. Oh, look at me. I'm so special. Uh, um, and they're so cute. And then uh, Hemsworth Jr. comes strolling in and really annoying. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you guys are together now. That's cool. And, and then, then he walks scene. off hurt and ashamed. And she's eh, he runs into the arms of, of the beautiful like, Isabella. So it's so yeah, he's he'll be fine. He's gonna be fine. Um, rewind. <laughs> we forgot that Rebel lives next to a drug dealer, and then oh, in the real world, in the real world, and when she comes into this world, her drug dealer is a very extremely flamboyantly stereotypically gay man. <laughs> Is so he's like the perfect <laughs> he's, comic relief to a comedy. He's so good. <laughs> he's uh w- wait what's his name? It's um is it oh right uh Donnie Donnie. He is hilarious. He's he's and what does he dead. say? Um, why are you acting like a stereotypical gay man? <gasps> Miss girl, thank Buffon. <laughs> no, he's like, why are you talking why, like that? Why am I talking like talking like what? <laughs> no, oh, I remember what she says. She comes in. She's like, Johnny, how'd you get in here? It's like ah, somebody said, "Gay Beetlejuice" three times, and here I am. <laughs> here I am. He's yeah. He's very. He's really good at it. Yeah. No, he's like stupid good at it. <laughs> like they picked the perfect person for it to just be the gay character that has nothing, has no life, no life outside of her. I can drop you off on my way to absolutely no plans at all. <laughs> it's like, is this how you get to work? <laughs> if I got, if I had a job, yeah. Like when they drive, when they ride later, because they do a little montage, or they right. almost do a montage. She cuts it off. It's in the deleted oh, scenes. Oh yeah, that, I think. Oh wait, the uh, like a a closing montage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was wondering. It felt like something that should have been in the movie. Yeah, I was like, how are we gonna skip over the montage? Like, I feel like that's kind of the main thing. Like, it was funny. That she was like, no, and cuts it off. But I think it would have been funnier if she like was like, no, and she walks out and then is in a different outfit in right. front of a mirror. And it's just like, I said no, and keeps trying to like right. run and keeps to, uh, uh, But whatever. I didn't write it. But uh, so eventually it comes down to we have uh, Rebel. We have Natalie with um, with, with Adam Minnie, Devine. With Minnie uh, Hemsworth. And oh, Natalie is yeah. Rebel is with Minnie Hemsworth, and uh, and Josh Devine is with uh, Isabella, the yoga ambassador, yoga ambassador slash swimsuit model. <laughs> um, and of course, for some reason, they announce that they're going to get married, and yeah. and Natalie is crushed, and then of course, and then probably one of my favorite moments of the entire movie: the gay best friend who has no backstory reveals his backstory. Yes, but only to benefit her. True, <laughs> and I think that's obviously what they were commenting on. Is right, like, this is you're here. You have no backstory. You're not here for anything but to progress her but story. He does so it so well. when you have your backstory, it's literally just to inform her. It's 
It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does like it's a great backstory. Like I feel well, it's like. not just, but the way he delivers yeah, it, yeah. you're like, absolutely. You're like, that was real shit. Shoot, I feel like that. <laughs> it like because it was it. I mean, okay, so he does the flamboyant gay guy really well, but that doesn't make me think like, is that guy gay? Because I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. But when he says that, like, when he goes through his when backstory, he goes to that backstory, it's like. Wait, is he actually gay? Did he actually well, feel like that? I, I, it's less, is he actually gay? It's more like, is that actually his story? Like, mm-hmm. it's not very often that somebody does a, one of those, I'm going to use this scene in an acting class later moments yeah. where you're just like, it's not very often that I hear that and I go, okay, yeah, like that. I don't feel like those are real because oh they gosh. always just kind of come across as like, that's so perfect. I'm starting an acting class next week, and I can totally use that. I'm supposed to come with a really. Monologue. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. No. But they always read like that. It's like, hi, I'm Benji Jones, and I'm going to be performing a scene from. Isn't it romantic? And it's like this is the actual film, and you're like, <laughs> you know. But it takes a good actor to like take those scenes, those little monologues that, you know, Benji once when I was. 13 years old like you know there's like all the out of the out of context they always just seem so cheesy always seem so cheesy um so it's nice it's very rewarding Uh, actor brandon scott i don't know if i've ever heard of him before brandon scott jones is donnie um i think he's my cousin (laughs) but it kind of blindsided me like the whole thing you're like oh yeah he's a funny like yeah funny character and then then he hits you with that you're like that was the first real moment in the movie too because other than that it was straight comedy and he was the first one to break that wall and be like Surprise! We're going. We're going deep, real quick. So he didn't really know himself, right? And he didn't really care about himself. So he would follow just handsome guys around and kind and of be do there and just be their person that did everything for them in hopes that they would validate him. Until his psychic told him that the only person in the world that deserves the main person in the world that deserves love more than anybody else is you. Right. Like yourself. Which ties into the theme of the movie. Exactly. And I think she heard the story wrong because the story he literally said, like, I learned to love myself and now I'm happy, basically, was the overarching theme of his story. And she took that. Not, um, not like, surprisingly or not wrongly, like, of, oh, right, I'm, like, focusing on the wrong person. I'm doing the wrong thing. Like, this is the person I should be with when really the story, if you listen to it is about loving yourself. Right. So th- I think that was interesting because that's the jump that everybody would have made because obviously rom-coms have told us like, Oh no, go for the best friend when it's like, no, this isn't, that's not what this is about. Yeah. And I think that's why. So just let's wrap up just like the movie aspect of this first. Mm-hmm. Um, she runs to the wedding to break it up. Yes. She was like, this that's is how always it. what it was going to come down to. Why did I not think of it? Runs slow motion. Uh, obviously. Goes to break it up. But then halfway through, she has the realization, oh, wait, it's not. I don't need to have someone fall in love with me. I need to have me fall in love with me. Great idea. Both this time and the first time I watched it, I felt like, oh, was that what we were trying to build yeah. up to? Yeah, I felt like that, too. Um I feel like that's good and bad because I feel like it was good because we didn't see it coming. Right. But it was also bad because it still... It felt more tacked on than, like, subtle. And, like, when you're watching it through again, I can see where they tried to put it in there subtly. But it's not one of those things where when they say it, you're like, oh, obviously. And that's how it should have been. And that's how it should have been. It was more like... Uh, oh, uh, is that oh, what we've okay. been doing this whole time? And I think since it was since it is a rom com and we're in her brain, like we're thinking the exact same thing. We've all seen rom coms. Right. We're following the beats. We're like, this is what needs to happen. We're completely ignoring it too. So I think it probably needed to be a little bit more it felt, pushed in there. It felt like an idea that when you're explaining a film in the pre production stage makes sense. You're like and the theme of the film is that in the end she learns how to fall in love with herself. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great idea to wrap up this romantic comedy. Yeah. But it also feels like an idea that when you actually have to like sit down and flesh it out, you're like, yeah. how do we portray, you know, because there's a lot of those, like there's films that know how to embody the idea that they're expressing. Um, spoiler alert, but Gone Girl, I love that film. Yeah. It's a very dark film. And the theme that they're exploring is the idea that when you're in a relationship, you lie and you put up barriers 
and she gets angry in that because eventually he his barriers fell down. And it's represented in the film by her literally being an embodiment of like a liar and a sociopath. Like yeah. she had a face mm-hmm. that she paraded around and like they literally voiced the theme of the film, which is like he's like, you lied to me and you were this crazy person. She's like, how is that any different than than marriage? And it's like, that's the theme of of the film. That's the theme of the book, the theme of the film. And it's it's weirdly it has a perfect kind of like metaphoric representation yeah. in the fact that her being this sociopath who literally put on a persona embodies the theme of in relationships people put on personas. Yeah. So in this one it's like they had the good idea it's like okay we're going to explore what it's like to learn how to fall in love with yourself <laughs> but it just like in the end it's like doesn't even matter. Fall in love with <laughs> You know, it was but like in the end it was just like, oh wait, she needs to fall in love with herself. Right. And they like show clips as if like in context as if you're like, oh yeah, that's when she was falling in love with herself. Yeah. But it it came across like an editor went. Yeah. I do get the scene of her as a kid of that thing like that was probably where she first realized that she might shouldn't love herself because that was when her mom was like Girls like us true. don't have a good life. True. Like, girls like us, people don't want us. People wouldn't watch us. They would have to put Prozac in the popcorn. She doesn't even have a place for a mustache. Exactly. Like <laughs> She was like, that girl is pretty. People will pay. She has a million dollar smile. Nobody wants to see us. That would be the point where she kind of is jaded and falls out of love with herself, mm-hmm. where we think that's the point where she's jaded and falls out of love with romance and romantic comedies. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what that kind of thing was, but they didn't really... I. There's probably, if you watch it in that reference, there's probably more points, like little ones, where it's like, oh, she's saying that because she doesn't really love herself. But I think that would have been more of a... Ooh, that would have been a great, like, if they really would have leaned into that, that's yeah. that idea that the her hatred for romantic comedies... Is stemming from... A hatred for herself. Yeah. And oh, because that could have been interesting because then you, like... And I, I, I guess, it, like yeah. you said, is what they tried to do. Yeah. Or because they, it, they it. more or less did it. It's just, I think it was... Maybe too subtle, or maybe it wasn't obvious enough in the it's reveal. It's not realized enough. I would yeah, say. Yeah, it was like where you can see, like, oh, like it's not that she doesn't like the friend, or like it's like she, because like when she's like, oh, like Matt or whatever his name is clearly likes you. Josh. Josh clearly likes you, and she's like, no, he doesn't like me. It's like that subtle thing of like she doesn't love herself. She right. Doesn't I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. She's and that's great because it's like a little it's a it's a nice little bait and switch where it's she hates romance films yeah. because she hates romance. It's like no, she hates romance films because she doesn't think she she doesn't think she's it. worth it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and that could have been really like that could have been a nice little gut wrenching. And it does more or less work because honestly, because of Donnie's like little speech. Yeah, like speech. You're just like and yeah, I didn't catch it. The first time, but I did, you know, after what you just said, I'm catching it now. Um, that he is essentially telling her, Bitch, love yourself. Bitch, love yourself. And she was like, She and me were like, Go get the man. Yeah, exactly. What? No, the first time I watched it, I exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Oh, yeah, you're just loving the wrong people. Like, you need to love the right person. But he was saying the right person is your damn self, bitch. But like, Which this is time I was watching theme. it, remembering the end, and I was like, Oh, he's really telling her, like, love yourself. Right. Because, like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, good theme. Which is – and so, like, so now movie aspect aside, I'm – I don't think I realized how influential romantic comedies were on me. Mm-hmm. But they were one of the few genres I could watch a lot of. Like, yeah, exactly. As a kid, I was pretty much always – other than, like, When Harry Met Sally, which is rated R. No. I was pretty much allowed to watch any romantic comedy because they were yeah. my family's favorite. Uh-huh. I loved them. You know, we could always, like, as a family, enjoy them. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with them. I just, <laughs> I was very impressionable and I thought, but honest, honestly, that's an easy one to have like imprint on you and yeah. not, you not even realize it because a lot of people are like, Oh, like, you know, like the, this is how love is going to look like, right. this is how it's going to be. I'm going to bump into somebody at the park one day. Or I'm going to realize that this person has always been there. Like blah, 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 blah. And that's like the tropes that you just, you don't realize that you're acting out every day. But then you like, when a movie like this calls attention to it, you're like, Oh yeah, shit. Love is weird. Like love, love is, is, love is patient. Love is kind. Blah, 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 blah. But anyways, rom-coms went the way of the dodo. 
and hopefully they're coming back. What? Oh, <laughs> they did. What? Oh, no. But that's what I, I mean, we said it on last week's episode, but I'm really happy because, like, they're coming back and they're more clever now. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. And they're clever without being, um... Meta? No, what's the word? A... Uh, cr- they're not cynical. Mm. They're gen- they're genuine. Mm-hmm. Like they're still they're able to be like meta, they're able to be critical, they're able to be um different without with, while still kind of like being genuinely like appreciative yeah. of the genre. Mm-hmm. Um which is great cuz it's like I feel like there was a moment where everything had to be ironic. Yeah, and absolutely. you had to like if you liked it it had to be very ironic. Like, oh, I like this. You know, Wink. whereas like now, now a lot of the romantic comedies that are coming out, they're they're becoming more progressive. Yep, they still seem to be enjoying yeah. the genre as opposed to being like screw like romantic comedies. They yeah. suck. Like they they don't suck. They can be really good. They can be fun. And there's like a, it's been such a long time that we can really just kind of start from scratch again. Yeah, like there's no like oh that's been done. It's like no, it's been like twenty years. Like let's let's have fun again. Oh, and then of course, how can we forget that the film ends? With her getting the guy. Oh, the cute moment where she's like, so during the whole film, at least the first part. Rewind to the front. <laughs> Is that number so six now? At the beginning, she keeps catching Josh like looking. And so here's one of those moments that was like when they did the reveal, I was like, oh, that's what they were trying to do. Like, yeah. So she thinks now here, let me explain it to you. And in theory, this works. She thinks that he, Josh is always looking at the picture of who turns so, out to be Isabella. Yeah, so there's a huge billboard outside of her window. Uh, uh, yeah, outside of her window. Of a and he's always model. looking at it. He's always staring out the window. Now, it turns out, like, he's always staring at this photo. Always staring at it. Always yeah. gawking at it. And then, of course, at the very end, she mentions that to him, and he goes, hold on. He makes her sit in his seat, yeah. and then he runs over to her seat, looks at her, and it's like, what do you see? And of course, the billboard's cut off, and we see we only see her seat and him in it, which means yeah. that this entire time he was looking at her. In theory, I explained that to you. Whoa, what a great reveal! Yeah. In the film, you're like, duh. Yeah, exactly. Like, it okay. works though because the reveal scene is still so genuine and sweet yeah. that you're like, oh, but you're like, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, like we knew he was looking at her. I think their main thing was that. He was clearly looking out the window, not at her directly, is what she was probably noticing that his eyes weren't on her. They were Because he was looking at a reflection side. of her face. And he was looking at the reflection of her face in the mirror in the window. Yeah, it still was just like stuff from like yeah. like we could explain it away, but like No no no, yeah. I when get push it. comes to shove when you're watching it. it I saw the film and I was like, Yeah, no. Yeah, I, and yeah. I no, clearly knew for sure. I, I I knew that obviously he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, he actually does pretty good in it. He's great. Like he's super the he's such a great like genuine everyman. We already like him. So as soon as, and we already like them. Right, that's, the, that's thing. the thing. So as soon as he walks up we're like, "Oh, these two. These two. Ah, these two jokers. Are they dating yet?" I don't know, but they work well together and it's like they're great. They're like the weird bastard sad kids of like Meg Ryan and like Tom Hanks. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to be like roommates with them. Wait, can we make a movie? Where it is a romantic comedy, and the parents are Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, and they're the like they're the kids that are like the, refusing to fall in love with each other, and they're like, nah, they're the they're kids. Like step, they're like they're the step, step kids. There we go. One's adopted. One's their actual kid, and then one's adopted. Oh my god, I'd watch it. No, they met each it's other. Like super creepy. He, okay, so Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan find each other after their their spouses have died. Or been Did divorced. they not end up together in there? Well, it's not. It's oh, a, this is a new movie. This is okay, a new go, movie. Go, 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 go. But we're okay. playing off of what we've known before. So yes. they get they get back together, and it's like the wedding's coming up. I want you to meet my son. She's like, well, the wedding's coming up. I want you to meet my daughter. And of course, they both show up, and then one's a distinct personality in one direction, and the other is a distinct person. I don't have and this the, all planned. I was like, no, I'm no, making no, this movie coming, up as we come along. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one's a distinct personality in the opposite direction, and wouldn't you know it, they don't get along. So I think that Rebel is gonna be that. I mean, 
not to be annoying, but she's going to be the rebel, like, badass chick. Not like... Oh, my God. Sarah, she's just going to be like a, uh, I don't do what other people do. Like, I'm cool. I don't need anybody. And he's definitely the uptight. Right. Like, super nerdy. Like, oh, oh God. Because he would he plays that well. I think I've seen him do that before. That's yeah. why I'm, like, leaning into that for him. But also, she would be really good at that. Maybe they're, they could, they maybe they're be, both just so nerdy that they're scared to talk to each other. They don't have any friends, so they're And then Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are like, we need to set them up. Um, and then the main thing that you cannot forget. I was actually going to bring it up, but I'm glad you're bringing it up. How the movie actually ended, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It ended in a song and a dance number. That, that was awesome. Yes, in it the was. streets of New York. And I will say this is this it it's like it's uh it was mentioned at the end of one of my other favorite movies Ella Enchanted where they ended and they got married in the end and then the little narrator guy comes in and he goes well like we said you can't go wrong if you follow your heart and end in a song and then they end in a song and oh, I that's said annoying. you know what that's super true and then this movie ended in a song and I was like you just can't go wrong you so, know what I love about I love movies like this, though? What's that? I don't need an explanation for anything. Yeah. It's you know, just, they're like, you were in a coma, and I go, cool. Yeah, that's Don't need it. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, wait, why did they just break out in a song? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, it works. Yeah, yeah like, for this movie, it's like, yeah, she, she walked out into the street, and they started dancing. Yeah. And it's just like... You go with it, it because looked, they're funny. It looked like everybody had fun. It looked like everybody... Yeah, it looked like a fun movie to make. Um, it was a fun movie to watch. And I liked that, you know, in, in one way or another, it commented on... Honestly, like the... It is... I think that's a good theme to explore because at the end of the day, you really do, like... People are fickle. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to be some cynical asshole over here, but the one constant thing you have control over is how you see yourself. Yeah, hopefully. And, you know, it depends those, on the day, but generally is how you let yourself treat yourself. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I, I know. I know for a fact. I know from experience. Um, it's not just a thing that you wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. You tell yourself you're pretty and that's just how it goes. Like, no, it's a mm-hmm. it's a thing you have to constantly work through. But it it's um, you can't get distracted by films like th- like films and it satirizes where it's just like someone else is going to complete you because yeah the best part about a relationship is that you, you guys get to it. share you get to share things yeah you get to share each other's presence mm-hmm. like absolutely there's something about like sharing yourself rather than needing someone to to complete you and yeah. obviously it's a little bit more complex than that go to therapy if you have to <laughs> Wheel of morality. Go to therapy. (laughs) There you go. We're going to get an actual wheel at some point. Uh, Pray and go to therapy. There you go. And if you don't pray, go to therapy. Go to therapy. Do one, both, or the other, or both. Yeah, because someone else can pray for you while you go to therapy, (laughs) which is how my mom. My mom's like, I'm still going to pray for you even if you go to therapy. (laughs) Like, thank you. Thanks, mom. Yeah. I got my pastors praying for me. Like, that's good. Um... Any final thoughts? It's kind of a rough landing, but it needs to be said, people. Love yourself. Um, before we cut, I thought I should read something out that you might enjoy. It's not ex- necessarily a review on our on our Apple podcast. But, lazy. Uh, lazy, lazy people. Hey, hey. <laughs> just kidding. Hey. <laughs> so I just want to, this is a text I got before we Did shot. Did you change your emoji to have a, a mustache? mustache? How committed are you to this? Enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's fine. It um, so this is from uh, one of our listeners, Jackie, who's a uh, kids I take care of. You've seen you've seen the videos, yeah. So Jackie uh, and Ryan, Jackie and Ryan, <laughs> I know them. Hi. Um, so she texts me, listen to like three. She did, she said, listen to like three of your podcasts in a row the other day. And let me see if I can do this in her accent. 
listened to like three of your podcasts in a row the other day and wanted to let you know we are so proud of you. Uh, Y'all do an incredible job relaying your story. Mm. Heart emoji. Uh, I responded, oh my goodness, thank you so much. I wish it was a little bit more family friendly because she's got three kids. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy you can enjoy. And she said, no way. Don't change a thing. So much authenticity. Don't hold back. I love it. Ah, uh, thanks, mom. <laughs> love. That is the moral. All we need is love. So I wanted to say thank you, Jackie. Um, we thank appreciate you, Jackie. it. And uh, we're glad you could listen to our edgy little podcast. We're so exactly. edgy over here. Oh, sure. good. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, feel free if you don't want to go to Apple Podcasts to just send your love through text, email. No, go to Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Rate and review us. I'll just go make a fake email, <laughs> sign up for Apple Podcasts, and put that on there thank for you. you. So this is this is a nice transition. You want to? Do you want to? Do the uh... right, yeah. So go ahead and you know make sure you give us that rating and review on Apple Podcast. Yes. Make sure you are subscribing to us on Do YouTube it. and hit that bell for notifications on new uploads. Ding ding, motherfucker! Make sure you are commenting on all of our stuff, sharing it on social media if you are so led to do so. Make sure you're sharing it with your friends and family. Family people, podcast. Telling people about it, the bitch. If you're excited about that, awesome. And make sure you follow us on Spotify. We're on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. There you go. I was like, I, We's need, on one, it. I need one more. <laughs> We's on it. We on it. All right. So do all those things. Like us. Everything he just said. And uh, also, be sure to tell somebody that you love them this week. And uh, give in to the corporate holiday and um, happy Valentine's Day. That's sweet. And if your mom is like my mom and threatens you if you don't send her a Valentine, make sure you do it before she asks. Just show her you love her. There you go. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but until then, I'm Josiah J. Rizzo. I'm Benjamin G. Jones. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Were we doing that? I was boy? like, I, I kind of. Hi, I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> I felt like that wasn't like gay enough. Yeah.